It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to our Monday night Bible study on TalkShoe. Glad to have you folks there in the chat room. Appreciate you taking time out to join us tonight. We've got, um, we're having a guest tonight. Um, Brother Jeremy Visser will be with us in about 30 minutes or so. But before he gets here, I'm going to build on what we were talking about last night in the book of Mark on the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. We ran back to Daniel and read about the abomination that made desolate in chapter 12, but we're going to start in 2 Thessalonians, and we're going to read again about this wicked, this wicked when this wicked's revealed, the son of perdition, then we're going to go back to Daniel chapter 11, I'm going to show you guys something, I showed you last night, and remember what I said, remember what I brought to your attention, how that abomination has done take, took place one time in the past and has never taken place again. And so when the Lord says it, it's a future event. And I gave you the history, and you'll hear the praetors try to say that um, Caligula did so-and-so. Caligula did not do it. He died. It's a historical fact. It never happened again. Okay, So I wipe that off the map right there. They're a bald-faced liar. Let's get that out of the way. All right? And it's going to happen again. And I gave you those points, those three points that took place when it did happen in the past and the three spiritual points, the actualities of the way it's going to happen in the future. Keep that in mind. Anyway, Brother David, open us in a word of prayer. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you tonight. And I ask, Father, that your spirit move through us tonight, that through the word of God as it's spoken, that you would perform an operation on our hearts and our minds, changing us, conforming us into the perfect image of Christ in a practical way, in our, the way we think, in our acts, in our contemplations, in what we do for you. I pray that the words speak to everyone in the chat room, that revelation and change is giving to all those who download the archives 
And I pray that we could be used by you here as your servants humbly in the name of Jesus. We give thanks. Amen, amen, amen. Absolutely. All right, Brother David, you know where to start reading that. Yes. Now, let, let me just say one more thing. Remember, what if there's anybody there tonight that did not, that, were, that was not here last night, the three points that I gave, when the first abomination of desolation took place in the past that Jesus was talking about, that Daniel talked about, was done by Antiochus Epiphanes, all right, a Greek, all right? And he outlawed the reading of the Old Testament. He outlawed circumcision, and he put up a he put up an idol of Zeus in the quote unquote holy of holies. All right, that kicked off the Maccabean revolt, and it actually it wound up kicking off the stronghold of Greece out of there. Period. Through John or Canis. So anyway, going on to the future, I brought I brought it up, and I said in the future. When this man of sin shows up, I, he's going to do the same things again, but in a different way. That's the reason the Lord, when he said all three places where it mentions the abomination of desolation in the New Testament, he says, he that readeth, let him understand. So you have to go back and understand what took place about what happened that Daniel was talking about and you've got to understand that, then you've got to transfer it to when it's going to happen in the future. And he told him, when you see the abomination of Daniel the prophet, that, uh, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, he that readeth, let him understand. So now we're going to the Apostle Paul, and he's not going to call it the abomination of desolation, but I'm going to show you where that's exactly what it is. Go ahead, brother. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, shewing himself that he is God. Okay, I want you to stop right there, brother. This son of perdition, look it up in the Greek, and you'll see it's a Greek demigod, okay? Remember Zeus back there? That took place with, with uh, Antiochus Epiphanes. He sacrificed the pig, all right, put the idol, put the, uh, idol in the temple. He banned circumcision, and he banned reading of the book, okay? That's what he did. All right, this guy here is going to sit in the temple of God claiming that he is God. Let's go to Daniel 11 now, brother. And start reading it, verse 31, when you get to Daniel chapter 11. Keep in mind verse 4 here, folks, Second Thessalonians. I'll read it while Brother uh, okay. Dave is going back to Daniel. Who opposeth? and exalteth himself. That's himself. That's not itself. There is no call for allegory. There's no call for idiom or metaphor. When Paul says himself, he's talking about a man. He tells you it's a man. He just told you in the previous verse, it's the son of perdition. Okay? Not some allegory, not some BS. All right? It is a man himself. 
sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. All right? Now back to Daniel chapter 11 and start reading at verse 31, brother. Amen. Verse 31, And arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength. Okay, wait, just, shall, wait, 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 before we go. Folks, the first part of this, the first part of Daniel 11, all the way down, I'm not sure, you know, nobody knows for sure about verse 19 uh, to 20, but all that's, that's done been fulfilled historically, all right? Absolutely, could be, it's been fulfilled historically, all right? But from 19, 18, 19, 20 on down, Hey, they ain't no. You hear all kind of wild summations, but it hadn't been fulfilled yet. All right. Some people will try to claim it, but I'm going to show you where it's just absolutely asinine. It's stupid. It's ridiculous because of what the Apostle Paul just told you. That's coming in the future. That day shall not come. What day? The second coming of Christ. All right. This is what this is what people in Corinthian identicism. And those people, a lot of those um, quote unquote, those novices and those um, hirelings and false idiots, they don't like because they want to grip on to pure historicism, say everything's been fulfilled. Now let's just kick back and get drunk with overmuch surfeiting, like the Lord warned against in Matthew 24 and Luke 21. They don't understand. Their heart's not pliable. They do not... Well, I'm not going to start doing I'll wait till Jeremy gets here till I get on that. Anyway, go ahead and keep on reading, brother. Daniel eleven thirty one, And arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. Okay. But they shall pollute the sanctuary, the sanctuary of strength, huh? The sanctuary of strength. All right. The sanctuary of strength. You folks that love to go to the, to the Hebrew, I want y'all to go to the Hebrew on every word that we're going to study. If, you, if you're a studier, if you really want to, you, you want to get your mind blown, I want you to go to your Hebrew on every word that we're going to cover from here, verse 31 down. Check it out in your Hebrew and put it together in the Hebrew. I want you to be shocked to find out what you're going to see. That word sacrifice, by the way, it's not in your Hebrew. All right? I mean, there is, it's an interpolation. It's just in, put in there because it looks like that's what it's talking about. All right? Keep on reading, brother. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That covenant right there is in Hebrews chapter 10. All right? It's the new covenant, not the old, that Hebrews plainly tells you has vanished away. Read it and wait, folks. That's the, that's the reason the book is there. To understand what's going on. All right? I don't care what anybody says. I know what the book says. 
I don't care if it interferes with their doctrine, their teaching, what they say, what they believe. I could give a rat's butt. I care about what the book says. And if it don't line up with their pet doctrines, oh well, keep on, brother. And they, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame, by captivity and by spoil, many days. Now, when they shall fall, they shall be holpen with a little help, but many shall cleave to them with flatteries. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and to purge and to make them white, even to the time of the end. The time of the time of the end, folks. Not a time that's past. The time of the end. That's what this whole thing is about. This From middle of Daniel 11 down to the end of Daniel 12. All right? It's about the time of the end. Not something that's done happened. But that time of the end is set, it's at a time appointed. Isn't that what it says, Brother David? Yes. Okay, continue reading, Brother. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and and to purge and to make them white, even to the time of the end, because it is yet for a time appointed. And the king shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself. And magnify himself above every god, and shall speak marvelous things against the God of God. Stop, stop. Did not you just read that in Second Thessalonians? Yes, that's what we read. Yes, exactly what you read. Context, second coming of Christ. Last time I checked, he hadn't come yet, folks. If he has, we're in a world of hurt. They don't know the book. They won't put the scriptures together. Continue reading, brother. Verse 36. And shall speak marvelous things against the God of gods, and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished. For that that is determined shall be done. Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this guy's from the tribe of Dan. I'm telling you, folks, I've done, in in earlier teachings, I've done told you, this guy's from the tribe of Dan. To us, there's only one God, all right? The Tetragrammaton. He does not regard the God of his fathers. He is Israelite, part Israelite. And guarantees from the tribe of Dan, that's why you don't see it mentioned in the book of Revelation. Continue, brother. Nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, for and you he do shall know, magnify. And you do know that the Benjamites had trouble with homosexuality. Just thought I'd throw that in. All right, go ahead, brother. I, I apologize. I didn't know that. For he shall magnify himself above all. But in his estate shall he honor the God of forces, and a God whom his fathers knew not shall he honor with gold and silver and with precious stones and pleasant things. Thus shall he do in the most strongholds with 
a strange God. How many times does he have to mention the word little g God here? And you notice that's a capital G God up above. What is going on there? Like I said, if you folks really want to get an eye-opener, study this in the Hebrew and find out about these little g-gods. Go ahead, brother. Thus shall he do in the most strongholds with a strange god, whom he shall acknowledge and increase with glory, and he shall cause them to rule over many. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Them? Them who? Them who? You got it. You got it. This see, see, folks, if you was with me last night to the first part of the program, now maybe the, the, the bells are ringing off in your brain, what I've done taught you earlier, why I spent, I've spent so much time in Genesis 6, why I've spent so much time about the divine council, okay, about the heavenly host, about Psalms 82. Now you're starting to, now it, the bells ought to be ringing in your brain. It ought to be coming, that puzzle I was talking about last night, ought to pieces ought to be coming together. All right? That's why these others don't have a clue. All right? Not a clue. Continue, brother. Daniel 11, verse 39. And he shall cause them to rule over many, and shall divide the land for gain. Okay, you can stop right there, brother. You, I'll go ahead and tell you what you're going to find out if you want to study this in the Hebrew, all right? You're going to find out them little g-gods are alien gods. If you don't believe me, go check it out, all right? And it ain't talking about Elohim. It ain't talking about no crap like that. It's talking about the ones that's going to die like men in Psalms 82. You can't, it, hey, you can't be, it can't be told you you're going to die like a man if you're already a man. That's, that's just absolute asinine, asinine interpretation, okay? Qu- question. Go ahead. Um, these little G-gods that are aliens, are these fallen angels? Or That's these right. That's chimera? right. Okay. That's the fallen. Okay. Real quick. Go. What time is it, Brother Kevin? 18 after. Okay. We, I, can't, I can't believe we got this far in that amount of time. Okay. Just go quickly to Daniel chapter 2. Okay. Go all the way down to verse 40. Keep in mind all the kingdoms that in Daniel... See, Daniel 2 covers all of world history, people. I told you last night, we're going to go through every bit of this when we go through the book of Daniel. I'm going to show you the, the historical fulfillments, how the possibility of dual fulfillment comes in, all that stuff that the rest won't tell you about. All right? But Daniel chapter 2 goes through all the world history. Now we're going down and we're going to be right at the very end, the ten toes. All right? The earth dwellers, the earthly people, the people that just mind earthly things, that bunch in Ezekiel 40 through 48 that we just, my bunch just got through studying. All right? If there's anybody that's new here tonight, you'll understand what I'm, what I'm saying. All right? They want to try to make this something else. But they, try, they strain at a gnat to try to swallow a camel, and they rest the scriptures to their own destruction. Start reading at verse 40, brother. 
verse 40, okay. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom okay. shall okay. be... Okay, wait, wait, slow down just a second, brother. Let me explain something. Brother David asked me a while ago, did, didn't you ask me, were these chimeras or were they the actual... Yeah, demon-indwelt chimera or fallen angels. It's probably this. they're going to be manifestations of the real deal, brother. That's my opinion, okay? Mm -hmm. There is a possibility that it could be indwelt, okay? Mm -hmm. I, I still, I've, I've got a pliable heart on that, all right? But I'm okay. just, I'm leaving it open, okay? And I'll show you why in just a second. Continue on. Watch the wording close, folks. Watch the pronouns. All right, and get your Hebrew out if you want to. It's not going to do you any good. You know, I wouldn't be hollering like this if I didn't already know what I was talking about. All right, continue on, brother. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of iron, for as much as, this, as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay, and as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly divided. Bro oh, now watch, sorry. The, watch verse broken. 43. Watch verse 43 closely, folks. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. They but who? Pronoun. They. Third person plural. They who? They who going to mix themselves with the seed of men? <laughs> Remember what you just read in Daniel 11? Remember all them little gods and that they shall rule? Huh? It's talking about the kings up, up above this, right? These kings yes, are the rulers, are the angels? Is, that's exactly right, brother. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Read verse 43, all every bit of it. Start the beginning and read it again. Okay. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. There you go. Mix themselves with the seed of men. Folks, you can believe it or not, you can grin, you can drop your head, you can do whatever you want to do. It's going on right this second. And if you are up to par on real science and know what's really going on, you, this stuff should have done come to your mind a long time ago. Nobody, none of the historical expositors could have ever dreamed of this all right of what's what it's talking about the implications of verse 43 but the wise like it says in daniel 11 will they'll get it because they haven't hardened their heart to the teachings of the spirit of god okay go back to daniel 11 brother okay With that in mind, 
I want Brother David to read from verse 32 down to verse 40 again, brother. With that in mind, okay. folks, now listen to what he says. Daniel 11, <clears throat> verse 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame, by captivity, and by spoil many days. You remember what I said? That Remember this in the context is abomination of def- des- desolation right up here. Remember what I told you last night that Antiochus Epiphanes did? And remember you that was with us last night. Remember what I told you is going to happen in the future. Many shall die by the sword, by flame, captivity, and by spoil. Huh? Many days? Huh? Remember? Remember what I told you about the outlawing of the book? The outlawing of professing Christ as Savior, as true true Christianity? And the, not the idol of Zeus, the son of perdition. Look up that word perdition in the Greek, folks, and see what it is. I'll go ahead and tell you what it is. The polyon. All right? It's a Greek demigod. It's a Genesis 6 demigod. All right? The son of perdition mingled himself with the seeds of men. We just read in Daniel 2. Can you, will your mind, will your spiritual mind put it together? Continue reading, brother. Verse 34. Now, when they shall fall, they shall be holpen with a little help, but many shall cleave to them with flatteries, and some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and to purge and to make them white, even to the time of the end. because remember, the, You remember last night, bro, when uh, Brother Jason was reading about father shall betray son to death, and this, per, this family member is going to betray the other to death, and I, was, I said, I wonder what that could be. Many shall, they'll cleave to them by flatteries. Up here, Right above your captivity, by the sword, by flame, and by spoil. Check it out, folks. Continue reading, brother. And to to purge them and to make them white. That's there why it's you, being there, done. There you go, brother. That bride's not going to be dirty. You bet your bottom dollar on that. Go Amen. ahead, brother. And to make them white, even to the time of the end, because it is yet for a time appointed. And the king shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods, and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished. For that, that is determined, shall be done. What is this indignation? The indignation is the abomination of desolation. (laughs) Keep on reading, brother. Verse 37. Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any God. 
for he shall magnify himself above all. But in his estate shall he honor the God of forces, and a God whom his fathers knew not shall he honor with gold and silver and with precious stones and pleasant things. Thus shall he do in the most strongholds with the strange God whom he shall acknowledge and increase with glory. And he shall cause them to rule over many. And he shall cause them. Third person. Them. Remember the toes? They shall mingle themselves with the seeds of men. See how close, folks, you have to read the book. See how every word is important. See how you just can't fly through like you're reading a Mickey Spillane detective novel or something, some crime book. This is the Word of God. Every Word of God is pure. And until you approach it like that, you're never going to get You're never going to get it. You're not going to get it. You, you, the revelations, uh, the, the Spirit of God can't work with a partial, with partiality. You can't say, well, this is the Word of God, but that's not. It don't work like that. Anyway, I wanted to bring that out about the abomination of desolation and show y'all that again. So, because when we went to Second Thessalonians last night, I wanted to go back to Daniel, but we would have been there last night probably another hour, and I didn't want to do that. Anyway, okay, is there any questions about that? From anybody? There's none at the moment. Okay. Did Jeremy got here yet? Not yet. Okay, that's fine. Brother okay. David, I want you to go ahead and stay on the line when Jeremy's with me, okay? I have uh, uh, one question here, and he says he won't regard any God. And then down a little further, he, it says he's honoring a God with gold and silver and precious stones. Notice which God he's honoring. Notice that big G. Okay. Yes. The God of forces. I wonder what that is. Yeah, because it uses a capital, but yes, that right. can't be our Father because no, He's not a God it, of it, forces. It's not the. It's not that. It's, I'm, 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 folks. If I was just giving point by point teaching, I'd tell you what it was. Okay, but I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I love to see. But Brother David is just a blessing because Brother David now he he's going to go look this up. And that's the reason I, I love it. I love it because when I bring these points out, like I've said a million and one times, I do this to, in, to entice you to study because the Spirit of God is the teacher. I'm just the vessel, okay? And if I can get you in there and the Spirit of God dwells in you, he's, gonna show, he's liable to show you something he hasn't shown me. That's why I teach the way I teach. And that's why I say the things that I say, even the way I say them. But I done told you, you go to the Hebrew and look at every... I've been through this thing in the Hebrew so many times that it's just, oh, I don't even like to think about it. It takes so long to do. But I'm telling you, you will be amazed at what's not being told to you, Okay. The God of forces, what could that possibly be? <laughs> oh, I'll have to check that out. 
Oh, yes. I love it. I love this book. I love this book. Okay. Well, yeah, I want you to stay on, um, Brother David, because we're going, before me and Jeremy gets to just talking and opinionating and this kind of stuff, there's some scripture mm-hmm. I want to go through um, about false teachers before we even get started, okay? Okay. So I want you to stay on. But um, any, there's still no questions in the chat room, Kevin? Okay. That strong delusion that it talks about in Second Thessalonians. Let's go back to Second Thessalonians. I want to show you one point that I didn't make last night that I that I should have made, okay? Let's run back to Second Thessalonians two. Okay. Second Thessalonians two. I'm there. Okay. Go down and, and read what you read earlier and then just keep on reading. I'm gonna show you a marvelous thing that Paul does. Um, when he gets through giving this dissertation, because all he's doing is telling you exactly what the Lord said in Mark 13, but he's using different words, and I'm going to show you all that. So starting at verse 5, then? Yeah, just go right, yeah, start at verse 5. Okay. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 5. Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things, and now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, capital W, wicked, be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. You know what? I thought everybody was, according to some of those teachers out there, oh, I hate to use that word. I, I use that word teacher very loosely. They didn't have to do nothing to get saved. That's what some of them try to tell you, ain't Brother David? Yes, that's it. <laughs> they say because they're white Israelites that they're automatically. That's what they try to tell everybody. Got everybody just rubbing that flesh and just. There is a little truth to that, though. Oh isn't well, there? yes, there they're is. the Ezekiel uh, chapter forty to forty-eight crowd. That's right. You got it. Bingo. Continue on, brother. Verse eleven. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. Watch this. Because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Bingo. Remember what the Lord said those days would be? Why is he going to shorten the days, Brother David? You remember. You don't got to go read it. What does it say? The Lord. So that there, there would be a posterity. So there'd be, us, there'd be some of us left. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. I'll just quote it, okay? Amen. <laughs> and here Paul tells you the very, he, he throws in this admonition 
to the elect right here after he finishes talking about this abomination of desolation and the son of perdition. How many of y'all would have made that connection? (laughs) Ah, my goodness. That's wonderful. From the beginning hath chosen you to salvation through setting you apart, sanctification of the Spirit, and belief of the truth. Amen. The sanctification, is is that the, um, an ongoing process? Sanctification, absolutely. And it, it's, 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 sanct, it's the sealing of the Spirit of God. You're sealed to the day of redemption. The setting apart. Sanctification, mm-hmm. really, that's all sanctification means is set apart, okay? Yes. It's a set apart yes. thing. A lot of people have tried to add different things to it, like sinless perfection and all that kind of, which is true. The inward man, sinly, sinless, absolutely sinless, has fulfilled the law to the T. That's why people can't get away. They think they keep. They don't understand. In Christ, you have fulfilled the law to the T. Why? Because Christ did. He says, "Not one jot nor tittle shall pass." People like to stop there and not finish the rest of the verse. The rest of the verse says till all be fulfilled. And it was all fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Therefore, those that are in Christ have fulfilled the law. Amen. Now it should help you understand Pauline doctrine. It should help you understand the book of Hebrews. It should make it all fit together like a glove. Hallelujah, that's great. We had one question. Yeah, what is it? It's probably the the thing that you uh, were holding back saying, Guest 5 asks, what or who is the God of forces? What or who is the God of forces? It's a scientific God, if you want to know, if you, you want to know my opinion on it. All right? It, I think it's got something to do with physics. I'm not sure. All right? But that's that's my inclination. That's my inclination, and it's very it's a very good possibility that may it made the reason it's capitalized there is because of the exaltation of the God of this world making the final play. That's a possibility as well because we know that Satan is the God of this world, little G God, yes, but I'm just talking about in that particular when he rules the earth again. See, it was given to him one time to start with. That's why he's called the God of this world. Period. It was given to him lock, stock, and barrel. And he blew it. Because of pride. Five eye wheels of Isaiah 14. Ezekiel 28. We've been been over with, with the mind of intelligent evil. But that's what I think it's got something to do with, folks. Brother David? I was just looking it up in the Strong's. It says, uh, for forces, place or means of safety, protection, refuge, stronghold. 1A, a place of safety, fastness, harbor, stronghold. 1B, a refuge, in brackets, of God. 
1C, human protection. See, y'all may think differently than the way I think. That's what I think about it, all right? Mm-hmm. I think it's got something to do with physics because, like I, like I mentioned last night when I was or Friday night or last night, I, forget, I, I lose track of what program I said what on. We do so many. But I made the, I, I was talking about, yeah, it was last night. I was talking about how Isaac Newton said what he said. I made the comments about keeping your eyes on what's taking place, how there's no way in the world at a certain period in history that anybody could have dreamed in a literal fulfillment, all right, of certain things that happen in the book of Revelation. That was the birth of historicism and true historic true, true historicism is preterism, okay? Moderate historicism is called a moderate type of preterism. They don't like the historicists don't like to use that word preterist, but that's what it is. Got another question. Yeah, shoot. Guess four asks, what does it mean that Satan is prince of the powers of air? Ephesians two two. Prince of the power of the air because he is in control. Well, let's put it this way: it's a dimensional thing. Paul tells you that he was caught up to the third heaven, and he saw things he couldn't talk about. We wouldn't know. We wouldn't even know that in the mind of the Father, there's three heavens. There's the earthly heaven that sometimes is talking about the earth and the sky and the clouds. There's the second heaven, which is in Hebrew cosmology would be the stars and the planets and all that's out there in space. And the third heaven would be the abode of the Father. That's he in Hebrew, ancient Hebrew cosmology. All right, there is a possibility that that is referring to dimensions. When it says the prince of the power of the air, it could mean over the spiritual realm of Ephesians 6.12. That's the way I interpret it. That's the way I take it. Because Paul tells you that in Ephesians 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places that's heavenly places okay and heavenly places that's in a dimension that god has got separated from this world he did that in after the flood and i'm not going to go off into the teaching about the rainbow it's got something to do with that but i believe it's dimensional the more we learn the more now if the lord would have said um another dimension in the book who in the world would have understood it today? I mean, back uh, 50, uh, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, 1,000 years ago. Nobody would have. But you understand three heavens. You can understand it if you're Adam, and you could understand it if this thing goes on another 100 years. You see what I'm saying? It could be understood. The Word of God's living. It's life. It keeps living. Like I explained, it is applicable to every generation the way the Lord intends for it to apply to that group of people. Other, if, it, if that wasn't true, then it was just a dead book. It's just a history book. Just throw it, you know, read it and throw it to the side like uh, one of those great so-called teachers out there sat right here behind me. Oh, I read it one time. Why should I read it again? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. 
Guest four also made a comment of yeah. a lot of people think it's impossible for people to travel into space or outside of the known sky. This would tie into some space travel hoaxes. Oh, I'm I'm one of those. <laughs> so am I. I'm one of those. <laughs> I'm one of them. I have no. I have. I do not for one until somebody. And I'm. I mean, you know, I'm just an old country redneck, all right. But I know I, I, I've got a little education, as as a nigga say. And until somebody can show me how to get through the Van Allen belt, I ain't believing nothing they say. Period. I ain't. Because they won't tell you. Why are they now trying to find out a way to get through it if they done been through it, folks? Come on. The sheep are so stupid, that media has such power, and that holly wand has cast a spell over everyone. You say, you, Who was it? Was it Goebbels that said, you just tell a lie long enough and everybody will believe it? Or like Mark Twain said, a lie will run all the way around the world twice before the truth can get her shoes on. That's what Mark Twain said. And Mark Twain also said this. He said, it's easy to fool the people. What's hard is trying to make them realize that they've been fooled. That's the problem. It's trying to mm-hmm. t- convince somebody that they have been fooled. See? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, and it's in, it, it, that goes right along with false doctrine, false teachers. That goes along with everything. That's good life lessons to think about. Here's a thought. You know um, the Van Allen belt's there, so you can't go through because if you start to approach it, you get microwaved. That's what and happens. Actually, that's, all yeah. the vessels in your body pop. That's correct. And so um, these aliens that come from outer space in some kind of vehicles, they must be angels because they couldn't be chimera and dwelt with demons because the bodies are subject to the same forces that we are subject to. Okay, let me let me give you a little Greek a little Greek on this. What the angels had to do to break through to have to be able to cohabit with women, mm-hmm. they had to put off their. This is the Greek word, orcaterion. Mm-hmm. All right, that word is only used two times in the scripture. It's used in reference to the fallen angels left their habitation in Jude, and it's used in Second Corinthians chapter five, where it talks about we. Uh, let me see. Um, oh, oh. Oh, oh man, I can't believe it. I can quote that verse. Anyway, it's used in 2 Corinthians 5 that we put off this mortal body. We put on the orcaterion oh, that yes, the yes. angels put off their orcaterion to become human so they could have kids. When we lose this robe of flesh, we put on the orcaterion to be able to inhabit the spiritual realm. Paul tells you that in yeah. 2 Corinthians 5. So these uh, fallen angels that took, um, took off their Architerion, they can no longer go through the Van Allen belt then. That's right. That's right. You got it. And folks, they're, not, they're, they're here. They've been here. They've been here. 
And and I'm going to have Brother Nathan Ashley on again uh, before too long. Maybe he's been listening, and uh, we'll talk some more about the holler. There's a lot of stuff I don't talk about, folks, okay, that I've got some ideas about. And one has to do with part of the earth, about cavities inside the earth, okay? Because I know that Abraham's bosom is there. Oh, certainly, yes. <laughs> and I believe in a hollow earth. All right, not the not the the whole inside being hollow. I believe in pockets of it being hollow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In other words, and just like ancient Hebrew uh, cosmology went, and they're then they're they're they look at the earth. That's why you run into so much. See, once you start allegorizing, folks, and I mentioned it last night. Once you start doing that. You lose the, it, the the lights start just going off. The candles of the Holy Spirit start going off here and going off there. Boom, 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 boom. You've lost your ability to learn because you've set your own self up as the interpreter. You've set your own self up as the one to say what the Spirit of God is trying to show you. According to my Bible, um. Holy men spake in times past as moved by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, there's no scripture of any private interpretation. Last time I checked my Bible, it was in there, isn't it? In yours, too, <laughs> Brother David. Yes, it's in mine, too. I got a King James. <laughs> and Second Peter, Second Peter, the last few verses of Second Peter, chapter two. But once you, um, once I've got, there's a possibility that some of the see, folks, listen. Whenever the angels fail, whenever, all right, a third of the host of heaven fail with the dragon. He took a third of the ta- a third of the host of heaven, a third of the stars, and the stars are angels. Only two hundred of them made landfall. All right, on Mount Hermon, two hundred. It, we have re- some kind of record, whether actual absolute fact or maybe an allusion to or whatever with the book of Enoch. We know that 200 of them, we know their names, we know what they did. So, but what have, where's the other third? Do you see what I'm saying? Where are they been? What are they doing? That's who God set up over the other nations of the world when they rejected him in Gen- after, after the flood. The 70 nations that wanted to build the Tower of Babel. Now I'm going back and teaching the Divine Council all over again. But that's just the way it was. There's only one people that the Lord chose to deal with throughout all of the Old Testament. And that was us. Tells you that in Amos. You and you only have I known of all the people of the earth. And he says in Deuteronomy 4, or Deuteronomy 7, I chose you not because you were the most people upon the earth, but because you were the fewest. Guess who's the fewest folks on the earth today as well? Guess who's only 7.7% of all the world's population, folks? The white race. That's exactly correct. We've been killing ourselves off. We've been enticed into wars since time immemorial. All right? What's that noise? I don't know. It's not me. I didn't. I don't know either. But anyway, that's a fact. But nobody likes to tie those scriptures together, see. (laughs) 
But that third, they're, they're somewhere, and they're going to, there's going to be an all-out battle at the end. You and know the, the fallen angels, right? Yeah. Uh, they came, you know, in Genesis chapter 6. Now, yeah. the fallen angels took off their architerion, and they had the giants, the Nephilim. Right. Now, it doesn't really follow those fallen angels where they went. Like, they're immortal. That's but right. They, um, I think that their flesh can't die. Can no, it? their soul can't die. But their flesh can. They're bound according to um, what it says in the in Oh, Europe. yes. In according Enoch. to the book of Enoch. And in Jude, yeah. That's right. They are bound in chains, okay? But, see, the people, people don't understand. Turn to Isaiah 24 while I'm talking, brother. Okay. And, I, and I'll show you all something, okay? I've showed you before, but I know it, probably, it might not be clicking with you right now while I'm talking about this stuff. But they were bound. They're going to be loose for a while. Mm-hmm. All right? And there's going to be some that come to this earth. And I'm going to show you where that's at right now. Okay, I'm in Isaiah 24. Read the last four verses. Watch it close. Listen to the wording, folks. Isaiah 24, verse 20. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high, and the kings of the earth, upon the earth and they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit and shall be shut up in the prison and after many days shall they be visited then the moon shall be confounded and the sun ashamed when the lord of hosts shall reign in mount zion and in jerusalem and before his ancients Gloriously. Did you folks hear the language that he just read? <laughs> you think I was joking? The host of the high ones that are on high and the kings of the earth. The host of the high ones that are on high and the kings of the earth. And they're going to be loosed a while. Turn to Daniel 7, brother. Okay. And I'll show you a little bit about some of these kings. It has to be watched very closely in this wording. Oh, let me see if I can get there myself. Okay, I'm there. Okay, I'll be there in a second. I'm, uh, Daniel 7. Daniel 7. Shoot. 7. Start reading in verse um, 10. Daniel 7, verse 10. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I apologize, brother. I mm -hmm. always go too far. And go back up to verse 7. Okay. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, 
dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking great things. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white, white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. Okay. That right there is an anthropomorphic view of the Father. That's what that is. From verse 9, you've got a paragraph mark. It just got through. This is what, this is what the way Daniel's writing. He just told you about the little horn speaking great things. Those great things, we spent the first part of the program going over those great things. Then it jumps all the way to the white throne judgment. Gives you the anthropomorphic view of God the Father, which means the human type view. Putting him in a human type perspective. All right? But we know from John that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Thousands stood before him, and 10,000 times 10,000, the judgment was set and the books were opened. Continue reading, brother. Verse 11. I beheld then because of the voice of the great words which the horns spake. Okay, see how it went to the white throne judgment all the way to Revelation chapter 20 through 22, and then, boom, it's jumping back, dealing with that one speaking those great things. Go ahead, brother. I beheld even till the beast was slain, and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away. Yet their lives were prolonged for a season. Bingo! And oh, there it is. That's I told you. You had to pay close attention. There they are. The thrones were taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a little season. Remember what you just read in Isaiah 24? The host of the high ones that are on high, there they are. They're intermingled in here with their thrones on the earth. But they took, they took away for a little time, for a little season, a little season of time. Continue reading, brother. For a season and time, I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Oh, no, this is Jesus Christ 
This is the second ruler, the second power in heaven. This is what he quoted to Caiaphas. This is what got Jesus Christ killed. If you don't believe me, go to the New Testament and read the account. Once it come out of his mouth, out of the Lord's mouth, that they would not see him anymore till he came in the clouds of heaven. They knew, they knew that he was saying that he was this second power in heaven it's talking about in Daniel 7.13. They rent their clothes, blasphemy, blasphemy, and they went out and they had him killed. That's what got him killed. Where has he been? You you wonder where where has he been? Now he's just coming to the Ancient of the Days. The Ancient of the Days is at the White Throne Judgment. Well, the Lord... It's just now catching up with him. Where's he been? You'll find out when I go through the seven judgments with you. You'll find out. Uh, you, you should already know, but I, I, I'll show you when I go through the seven judgments. Oh, there's seven judgments, by the way. Yeah, there, there's, <laughs> there's seven judgments. And we'll go through them all. Continue reading, brother. Verse 14. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Okay. Sound me like a um, millennial reign, doesn't it, you, Brother David? Yes, it does, and I see that there's going to people there from every nation, and it even says, and languages. So, you know, languages are spoken through all nations. Turn to so it's not just the tribes. Okay, that's exactly correct, and I'm going to show you the second verse to back this up. Turn to Isaiah chapter 63. Okay. Keep your finger there because we're coming back, and I'm going to show oh, okay. you. And I'm going to show you the uh, the Ezekiel forty. See, I didn't even show you. I told y'all when I taught you Ezekiel forty through forty eight. There were so many scriptures I didn't get to. I'm going to, I'm going to show you that bunch right here in Daniel in just a second. Go to Isaiah chapter sixty three. Just start reading it, verse Psalm. Uh, let me let me get there and see Isaiah sixty three. I think it's verse. No, wait a minute, it's not Isaiah 63, is it 62? Uh, oh. one, it's only got 13 verse, 13 or 12 or 13, that's it, Isaiah 62. Start reading at verse um, 6. Okay, verse 6. Yep. Isaiah 62, verse 6. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day or night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence, and give no rest till he establish and till he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord hath sworn by his right hand and by the arm of his strength Surely I will no more give thy corn to be meat for thine enemies, and thy sons of the stranger shall not drink thy wine, for the which thou hast labored. 
but they that have gathered it shall eat it. And praise the Lord, and they that have brought it together shall drink it in the courts of my holiness. Go through, go through thy gates, prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway, gather out the stones, lift up a standard for the people. Okay, brother, I gave you the wrong it's Isaiah 56. <laughs> I gave you that was good anyway, though. I enjoy, I love Isaiah. It's Isaiah 56. I gave you the wrong reference. Not a problem. It's all good, brother. Yes, it is definitely. Start reading okay. verse six. Start reading it on verse um five. Uh, Okay, I was going to say the sons of the street. No, 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 no. Let's go up to verse 4. Verse 6. Verse 4. Okay. 56, 4. Isaiah 56, verse 4. For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbaths and choose the things that please me and take hold of my covenant, even unto them will I give in mine house and within my walls a place and a name better than of sons and of daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Also the sons of strangers that join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord to be his servants, everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and taketh hold of my covenant. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon my altar, mine altar, for mine house shall be called an house of prayer for all people. There you go. Continue. Just, just finish it on out. Okay. Verse 8. The Lord God which gathereth the outcasts of Israel saith, yet will I gather others to him. <laughs> you caught that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, brother. Beside those that are gathered unto him, all ye beasts of the field come to devour, yea, all ye beasts in the forest. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Sounds familiar, it, don't it? <laughs> mm. Verse 11. Yea, they are greedy dogs, which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, every one for his gain from his quarter. Is that Creflo Dollar he's talking about? <laughs> now go back to uh, Daniel chapter seven, brother, and we'll and I'll, I'll show everybody um, one of the places I didn't go to when we were going oh. through Ezekiel. Go right back down there to where you were when it's talking about the kingdom of the Lord. Oh yeah, in Daniel chapter seven. Daniel chapter seven, right? Yeah. Uh, Okay, I'll start at verse 26, I guess. But the judgment shall sit 
and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints whoa, of the whoa, Most whoa, High. Whoa, whoa. Given to who? The people of the saints of the, the Most High. The people of the saints of the Most High. The people of the saints of the Most High. You 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 understand what I'm saying? You see what it's saying? These people are, are from the saints or of the saints. They're not the saints. Yes. But they're, they're in the kingdom. There you go. But they're in the kingdom. They're earth That's dwellers. The saints one to the Lord. They're earth dwellers. They're earth dwellers. Yes. Continue reading. The saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me. But I kept the matter in my heart. (laughs) Ah, my goodness, folks. Go to Ezekiel, uh, Isaiah chapter 28, and I'll show y'all what we've just done. I'm going to show y'all what we've just done, folks. You've you've just got a lesson, and I'm going to show you what we've just done. Go to Ezekiel 28 and um, start at verse um, um, 9. Listen listen close, folks. I'll I'll show you what we've just accomplished verse 9 whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts for precept must be upon precept precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little and there a little thank you brother do you get it you see now folks that's the way you study the book. All right? Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. And that's exactly what we've just done for the last 45 minutes. I think it's been for. I'm guessing. I, I'm hoping it's just been 45 minutes. What time is it, Brother Kevin? About 70 minutes. Ten minutes after eight. Oh, is Brother uh, Jeremy there yet? No, sir. Something must have happened for him not to show up. Well, he, he'll, he'll probably he'll come, he'll be in here in a little bit. It's probably just being long-winded like that reprobate Don Spears. Probably what's going on. <laughs> he's got things too close. What's he doing? He, I think he's on another program somewhere. Ah, uh, I got you. I think that's where he's at. Pretty sure that's what's going on. I heard Bridget in the background talking to him last night about it. But that's what, uh, that, that's, folks, that's the way you want to, that's according to the Word of God. That's not according to Brother Spears. That's not, a, that's not according to Brother Spears. That's according to your book that's in your lap. 
Turn to 1 Corinthians 2, and I'll add a little bit more fuel to the fire. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Right. Okay. Starting uh, at verse 1? No. Uh, let's see. Oh, not verse 1. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse um, 6. Right there. No, I, mean, I, I tell you what, just start at verse 4. He just mm-hmm. called in and logged in. Let okay, well, we're going to finish with this thought right here, and just tell him to go ahead and call on in. He's, he's First on Corinthians. First Corinthians 2, verse 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Albeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. And each one of you that's been under me has heard those seven mysteries taught. Go ahead, brother. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And everybody forgets to read the next verse. Go ahead, brother. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the Spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak? Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Watch it now. Watch it close which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Bingo! Line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, and there a little. Amen. Attested to, given to you in pure form, in the Old Testament, attested to in the New Testament. And you know why those folks have trouble out there that me and Brother Jeremy's going to talk about in a few minutes? I'm going to show you why they have trouble. Continue reading, Brother David. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 13. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, 
neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Case closed. I rest the case with the word of God. How you doing, brother Jeremy? Doing great, brother Spears. How about yourself? <laughs> oh, you you running a little late there, brother. A little bit late, but you know spring is here, and I got a Boy Scout, and he's working his way up towards first class now. And oh, brother, you ain't got to apologize. I thought you was on another program. <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> I'm loving it though. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. the one and only thing, in my opinion, that'll you know allow us to at least observe Yahshua's words in, in Matthew and Mark, and that is beware of false prophets. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. That's what we're going to be talking with. We just had a little mini lesson um, before you got here. Now you need to um, get a chance to listen to it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I'm a busy, busy man, but, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I stay in this book all the time, but um, I, I listen to you. I li- that last... Um, um, thing, last um, thing on false prophets you did. I really enjoyed that. I listened to it again. I listened to it yeah. second time today. I listened to it the other day, and I listened to it again this morning. Anyway, brother Jeremy, if you would open us in a word of prayer, and we'll get kicked off here about this uh, this false teaching stuff, this false prophet stuff. Brother Absolutely. David, you just brother David, you just hang close because we got some scripture we're going to go over before we start giving our opinions. Okay, certainly. Dear Heavenly Father Yahweh, I would ask for your blessing on this broadcast to each and every Israelite man, woman, or child who may be listening tonight live in the chat room or later in archive. I pray more so that you use these teachings and the truths that we're going to discuss this evening to edify the body of Christ and to reach the people that you have called out of Babylon to hear your truth again through your most precious Holy Spirit. I pray these things in Yahshua, Messiah, Jesus Christ, most precious name. Amen. 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 Okay, folks, we got old brother Jeremy on here to blessing. It's been what is it? It's been almost a year, hasn't it, brother? Yeah, it has. It wrote almost to the date. In fact, I was talking about that with the uh, wife this morning because yeah, it was about a year ago. It was last March. We were talking about false prophets, and we. And in fact, I think we did two shows. One was titled "False Prophets Among You," and another one was just titled "On False Prophets." <laughs> We're always talking about them false teachers. Turn to Isaiah, back to Isaiah fifty-six, brother David. While I'm talking, um, uh, I didn't, I didn't hear all the how many parts in that series you've got on false prophets. I don't know what you went back and, and pulled out of the Old Testament, but that's where we'll start out. I'll let brother David read a verse out of. Um, Isaiah 56, dealing with uh, some of these dumb dogs. That's what they are. Um, <laughs> that's what, yeah, truly. Yeah, that's, that's what not they being are. rude. That's scriptural. Yeah, yeah that's, we're fixing to read the scripture on it. Isaiah 56, verse 10 through 12, brother. When you, whenever you get okay. there, but but um, I'm there. Um, go ahead and let's read about these dumb dogs. All right, and okay. listen, listen to the words, folks. We're talking about false teachers among us today. Isaiah chapter 56, verse 10. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. Sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look 
to their own way, every one of one for his gain from his quarter. <laughs> Turn to Philippians chapter 3 while I'm talking, brother. That's what they are. That's what they are, brother. Brother Jeremy, they're dumb. They're ignorant, dumb dogs, okay? Uh, some of them. That's some of them. See, you got you got hirelings. You got pure false teachers. You got some that's demon possessed that trans transform themselves into the ministers of righteousness in second in Second Corinthians. And um, we're 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 um, we're talking about the ones that think that they're preachers now, okay? That they, they think they're teachers, and they don't have a clue. <laughs> They're dumb dogs. Yeah, Read Philippians sure chapter, a lot of those. Philippians chapter 3, verse 2. Verse two, David. Yeah. Philippians 3, verse 2. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 20 now. One of the best, one of the best um, warnings against false teachers that that you'll find in the New Testament, other than Second Peter chapter two. Amen. And that'll be in Acts chapter twenty. And start reading at verse twenty-two to verse twenty to verse thirty-five, brother. I want you folks to pay close attention to what the greatest Christian that ever lived had to say about these suckers. Okay. Acts chapter twenty, verse twenty-two, and now behold. I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Okay, I want you to stop just a second right there. Folks, that's one of the, that's one of the markers that you'll notice among, and I know Brother Jeremy's going to jump on an amen here. You'll never hear out of these suckers' mouths is the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. You, you will not amen hear on that. Yeah, they'll go into the law, they'll go into the Pentateuch, they'll go into everything, but they sure avoid those four Gospels. Yeah, they'll, they'll avoid 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 5, because of what we just read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 about the natural man. Keep on reading, Brother David. Verse 25. And now, behold, I know that ye all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Now, folks, you, you, I've taught, you hear me quote this all the time. He ain't whistling Dixie. You that have, was with me, you that my listeners that went with me over the two-part series of vindication, importance of the ministry of the Apostle Paul, he's not whistling Dixie. All right, he's not shunned to declare to them all the counsel of God. These are the Ephesian elders. This is the Revelation Church that had all their doctrine right, but they had lost their love, their first love. You've heard, uh, we've went over it before. They had the doctrine right. They kicked the false teachers out. They had it all right. But they lost their first love. 
Paul says in 1 Corinthians 16, 22, If any man love not, phileo love, the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed, anathema, maranatha, till he come, or damned till he come. Continue reading, Brother David. Verse 28, Take heed therefore unto yourselves, and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. That's God's blood, folks. Go ahead, brother. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Oh, man. I know. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so this is, there you go. Of course, it's prophetic. It's profound. Everything, everything is profound in the epistles and what Paul said. Amen. And, and it, it, it's just, it's so applicable. And that's what I teach the, my folks. It, anyway, keep on reading, brother David. <laughs> Verse thirty-one. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years I ceased not to warn every one night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Amen. Now turn to Romans 16 and read verse 17 and 18. Folks, there's more admonitions against false teach. Every time, like I told you guys last night, every time in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, every time the Lord's fixing to give you a discourse on what's coming in the future after his departure, be not deceived. For after I might, be not deceived, he begins the prophetical discourse with be not deceived and ends it with be not deceived. What's in between, one of those things in between there? And in each account, he starts off with warning you against false teachers and false Christ or people claiming to be. That's what he means. He's talking about false prophets. He warns in each one of the prophetical discourses that starts off with the same thing. Be not deceived. Be not deceived. Go ahead, Brother David. Okay. Verse 17, Romans 16, verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. What about it, Brother Jeremy? <laughs> Amen. I love that use of fair words and, and speech because that's truly what I think a majority of the false prophets, you know, in Judeo-Christianity and CI alike do. But, you know, they talk a good game. They talk about what this word means in Greek and Hebrew and Homer's Odyssey and all over the place, but they really lack the spirit, and that's truly what it is. I mean, some of them even understand the letter of the law, but they sure don't understand the spirit because it's not imparted. 
Of course not, brother. And uh, it, it's foolishness unto them. Neither Amen. can they know it because it's spiritually discerned, brother. Turn real quick to Philippians chapter 3, brother David, and read verse 17 and 17 through 19. Okay, 17 to 19. Philippians chapter 3, verse 17. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk, so as ye have us for an ensample. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame. Y'all catch, mind, these, catch, catch these last few words, folks. Listen. Who mind earthly things. Bingo. 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 Brother Jeremy, this is just pretty plain. This should be evident to anybody that the Spirit of God dwells in, shouldn't it? It really should. And, you know, when Paul says to mark them, mark mm-hmm. them that cause offenses, contrary to sound doctrine, you know, that is a commandment. That's exactly what each and every Christian should be doing, is going and making a list, checking it twice, you know, who's speaking, you know, what's in the Bible and what isn't. You know, and that may be an oversimplification, but in my opinion, that's really what it comes down to, because a lot of the, 98% of what they're saying isn't substantiated within the Word of God. Well, the reason it's not substantiated, brother, you can't substantiate anything if you don't know what you're trying to substantiate, okay? Yeah. I mean, in other words, if you, that's the re hey, the Lord, the essence of God manifest in the flesh didn't start his ministry till he was 30 years old, brother. Every yeah. and, and there, you just don't all of a sudden decide you're going. <laughs> yeah, you, it today. don't work that way. Turn to First Timothy, um, brother David, and okay. read First Timothy chapter three verses one through six. You see, if they had obeyed the word of God, there's qualifications to this stuff. And you folks, mm-hmm. listen. Hi. See, they won't talk to you about this stuff because they don't fit it. All right. And if they went and taught you the truth about it, they'd have to bow out. All right? Period. But there's a reason the Lord didn't start his ministry because he was 30 years old. There was a reason under the law that the priests didn't start their stuff for a year. They went through training first. You've got to be grounded. You've got to know the book. You've got to be able to meet, always be able to give an answer to any man that asketh you of the hope that lieth within you. Amen, Brother Jeremy? Amen. Amen. And it's really that, you know, comes down to it because, in my opinion, that's what separates us from the false or the terror. Because when you ask them, hey, where in Scripture does it say the Jews are God's chosen? They can't give you that answer in season or out of season. (laughs) <laughs> and that causes your average person to say, well, why would I listen to him? He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's obvious. Well, on, so we need the, to know that word like the Bereans, you know. Well, absolutely, brother. But on the flip side of that, you got a bunch of people in Corinthian identicism out there that all that's all they can know is they're not God's chosen people. That's all they know. That's yeah, it. And it all they can do is just tell you, no, they're not. That. 
the flesh. And that's what's perfect about the verses that have already been read this evening, in my opinion, because that's kind of what I've proven with my series on the false prophet is, you know, they pretend to be Christian. That's all a given. But all they're really doing is telling you what God is to them or what they want God to be. So when they come out and they say God loves and tolerates all of these things, that's because they're that way, not God. Absolutely, brother. I've just got, I want to make this, um, Brother Dave is going to know exactly what I'm talking about when I bring this up. Um, folks, this period that that we're going through, this age that we're in right now, this preservation that takes place, or as they say, saved, this, this saving that takes place right now is unique. The, the unique part of it is you understand because I've done taught you those last eight chapters of Ezekiel. The unique part of it is we're not earth dwellers. And I've proven that to y'all. We're New Jerusalem dwellers. We know who the earth dwellers are. They're Israelites, but they're earth dwellers. We've done went through all that doctrine. You've seen it. I've proven it to you, Scripture with Scripture. All right? And that's the reason I wanted you to pay close attention to what Paul said about they mind earthly things. The book of Hebrews tells you plainly, we're pilgrims looking for a city. Pilgrims looking for a city. Pilgrims looking for a city. (laughs) You've got to know the book. And And there is so much junk going on out there of a bunch of novices. And that's I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt of even having the spirit. Okay, but go ahead and read, brother, brother David, First Timothy. First Timothy, chapter three, verse one. This is a true saying: If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife. Okay, vigilant. I want you to stop right there. These are ideal qualifications, folks. Okay. Because you know that Paul's talking ideally, that's the way it should be because of 1 Corinthians 7. If you knew the teaching on marriage and divorce, you would know that. All right, go ahead, Brother David. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? No! Yeah, I know. You understand, Jelly? You see what I mean, Jelly Bean? That's why they don't talk to you about this stuff, folks. Continue reading, Brother David. Not a novice. Bingo. Let's... Not a novice. Check out what a novice is, folks. All right. It's somebody that got no business being there because they don't have the experience and the knowledge of what they're supposed to be doing. All right. Go ahead, Brother David. Not a novice. Lest being filled up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Bingo. There you go. There you go. Pride. Always goes before a fall, too, and you see that, you know, all all out there, especially within Judeo-Christianity. But, 
you know, NCI too, the ego, the pride. You know, we're supposed to be doing this for God, and you hear these men talking about, I did this and I did that. But, you know, to me, that's one of the biggest keys right there. They're obviously doing it for themselves. It's about the glory of Yahweh God and telling the truth. You know, we don't enter the equation. And, you know, to paraphrase. Sure, I understand exactly what you're saying, brother. But this is this is the this is what makes me pull my hair out. Every now and then, I will go and I'll scan through and listen to some of the garbage that's going on out there. And brother, I want to just take my reach up and pull the hair out of my head by the roots. I get so bent. They don't know what they're saying. Okay. They don't yeah, I know. I understand completely what you're saying. In fact, it's not only that. Sometimes they'll be saying things, you know, even in CI, especially where they will. It's completely opposite, 180 of what scriptures say. I've heard people, you know, especially the anti-Pauline, they're a given. But I hear them come out. Oh, God doesn't create evil, but scripture says he does. You know, Satan's not real, but scripture says he is. So it really, it is, they're novice and they can't handle it. They don't understand it. And that's probably the worst thing is somebody trying to teach who's ill-equipped. I agree. No, brother, listen, this is what I have discovered in two years dealing with some of these folks. They are, they are religious. They have a form of religion. They do not have any relationship whatsoever. Okay? None. Yeah. You can't love somebody unless you have a relationship with them, brother. Not phileo love. You can agape somebody to death from a distance, but you can't phileo anybody without a relationship. Do you understand? <laughs> you see what I'm saying, brother? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's really what it is, because to them, I, I think they really... Some of them, a lot of your Judeo-Christian false prophets, you know, they're in it for the prosperity. But, you know, within our ranks, unfortunately, I believe they come in under the guise of history. And they, they come at the book as an angle no different than Tom Sawyer or, you know, any of these other classic literature. And in, in that regard, it's no different than coming at it believing the Jews are God's chosen anyway, because the book is spiritually discerned. You've proven that five times tonight. Well, uh, and the thing about you, you keep talking about the Judeo-Christians and everything, and that's where I come from, all right? Yeah. And uh, I thought, I, we was talking before the program started, we was talking about some stuff over there in Palestine, and I used to be, I wanted to be a missionary. I used to wake up every morning to Israel National Radio, okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> I used to keep up with the Temple Institute, all that stuff, brother. Now listen to me. Even thinking that the, wanting to go over there back to God's people, I knew the book. All right, I knew the book, but I was blinded to certain parts of the book. You see what I'm saying? Sure. My yeah. eyes had not been opened yet. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, brother. That's what I've been trying to tell a lot of the people. For the last six years, you can't throw your brethren under the under the pits because they're deceived about one thing, even though it's a big thing. All right, amen. amen. Even In though fact, it's a I, big yeah. thing. Yeah, I was even talking about that the other day. How a lot of times, like on YouTube, when you put the videos up there, 
and you get them from the mainstream modern church, and they comment and they say something really positive. To me, honestly, that means more than people who are CI who say, hey, great sermon. And it's not that it's universalized or it's a whitewashed message. It means that those are the ones out there that are going to the Judeo-Christian churches who are seeking, who do know their Bible. And when they comment positively, to me, that's probably the greatest witness, you know, because it's like, there you go. They're not being fed in the church. I heard you make comment about not being fed. I, but the way they are these days, they they give a three-point little outline. It only lasts about 20 minutes, and then everybody's out the door. There's no feeding going on. I'm talking about in the majority. Now, where I come from, it was unique. It was a exception to the rule, the background that I come from. I've, I've tried to make that clear to everyone that it, 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 mainstream, I didn't come from mainstream Christianity, okay? I come from the radical, radical conservative, right, 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 right wing, all right? That's the reason I know the book like I know it, okay? Because they, there were still remnants of old-time, true biblical Christianity there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah. in fact, I think it's a va- really valid point because here in Georgia and, and definitely in Alabama, there are churches of people who believe just like we do, I know this for a fact, and they've never heard the term Christian identity or Anglo-Israelism. Right. And that, yeah, and that's exactly, you know, kind of who I target or try to go after, the lost sheep, you know? Yeah, well, let me let me turn to Titus chapter um, 3, Brother David. Let me, let me show you all something sure. people seem to forget out there, and it, this burns me up too. People seem to forget this, and this is coming from Paul's mouth in Titus. Chapter 3. Start uh, reading in verse 1, brother. Okay. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. To watch, speak ver- watch verse 3 now. Watch verse 3, folks. To speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle. Shewing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, Watch the deceived. next word. Watch the next word. Deceived. Diverse lust. Deceived. And we ourselves were once deceived, serving different lusts, different desires and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, and hating one another. They're still doing it. Jeremy, Jeremy, that's all that's going on over there with this oh. bunch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's worse than Judeo-Christianity. It's it's so funny. I, I In fact, I've even touched on that. It's amazing because after a while, they turn on each other, and then there's no one left because they don't have the spirit of any form of love, much less agape. Well, verse 4 and verse 5 and 6 is going to tell you why. Go ahead, Brother David, verse 4. Verse 4, but after that, the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Watch these next two words. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Bingo! That's their problem. Not having the Spirit. Paul warns about it in Romans 8. He warns about it in 2 Corinthians 13.5. He tells you. He's speaking to 
scattered Israelites in Corinth, said, Our fathers came out under the cloud. All right, that's what you know he's talking to Israelites. Our father, all our says, all our fathers came out under the cloud. Then he talks to the, he's talking to the Corinthians, trying to get them to straighten up because all they're doing is, is backbiting, bitching, moaning, compli- complaining, living with their daddy's wife, all kind of stuff. And then he tells them, examine yourselves, guys, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobate. See there, Jeremy? That's what I'm talking about, brother. It just blows my mind. It, it really does because, you know, there is simplicity in Christ, and the job of the false prophet is to take away from that and to muddy it. And to us, I think it's a little bit more frustrating than probably for the average people because it's right there in black, white, and red letters, you know. And, and, and a lot of times it's like you said, if, unless Yahweh gives you the eyes to see, doesn't matter how many times you point it out to them. They're not going to see it until they're ready. But it's so simple because it really does come down to fruits. And a good tree bringing forth bad fruit, it's, it's impossible. And it's really that simple. And I think a lot of times us in our human natures, we want to circumvent and sidestep ourselves and say, well, you know, so-and-so is really right there. So we'll overlook the fact that they're slandering or gossiping or rebuking and attacking, and they don't have that spirit. We should be unified. I'd love for it to happen, but exactly like Paul says, if we're not marking those who cause those offenses, Yahweh God hates those who sow discord among, amongst the brethren, and that is the surefire way of proving a false prophet to me. Yeah, that's one of the seven deadly sins, brother, of Proverbs chapter 6. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, he that is swift to run to mischief, and they that strove discord among the brethren. Okay? Yeah. And let me tell you, and, and see, the thing about it, you, you can't keep on dealing. Jeremy, I'm going to give you some, brother, take it from an old man, okay? Drop down to verse 10 here in Titus 3, brother, and, yes. I'll, and I'll get you to read it in just a second. But there's only so much you can do with them, Jeremy, all right? And long-suffering, that's wonderful. I mean, now that we're, that's one of the fruits of the Spirit, okay? Galatians chapter 5. But Paul plainly tells you, I mean, he had to deal with them himself. A while ago in Philippians 3, he said he was crying about his own people that minded earthly things. He, I mean, it brought him to tears, his own, his own Israelite brethren. They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't listen. Well, he gives the admonition of how to deal with these people here in verse 10 in Titus chapter 3. Go ahead and read it, brother. Verse 10, a man that is a heretic... After the first and second admonition, reject. Thank you, brother. You got to reject them, brother, because yeah. either the Spirit of God is going to do the work, or it ain't going to get done. Yeah, it, that's a really good point because I'm reminded of Paul talking about with doctrine, rebuke, exhort, and do all of those things. There is a point where you have to rebuke and admonish the heretic, and you know, walk from them basically but well, a lot of people don't they they're comfortable it's in a comfortable zone for them i believe they're getting their flesh stroked brother nothing yeah, see that's Amen. the reason of, listen listen timothy was the pastor of the fellowship of the congregation in ephesus young timothy paul's admonition to this young pastor bishop timothy was i charge thee before god 
son Timothy, preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all on suffering and doctrine. That's what he's. That's his advice to a preacher, and a preacher has to do that. I told my folks the other night, hey. You call somebody a pastor, a pastor-teacher, because that word, pastor-teacher, a, a pastor has to be a teacher, but a teacher doesn't have to be a pastor. But anyway, that's semantics. Um, if you're not getting reproved, exhorted, rebuked, with all long-suffering and doctrine, you ain't got no pastor. You got somebody masquerading. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's exactly. not my opinion. That's, that's the admonition <laughs> from an apostle to a pastor, okay? You see, that, that, that's, that's what I just, you know, it burns me up. I'll shut my it, mouth. I know, I, I completely understand, because I often wonder how a lot of these men really get behind the pulpit and preach the things they do, churchianity or feel-goodism, when Christ says, marvel not when you're going to suffer persecution. Paul, Peter, John, all the latter apostles said the same exact thing. Paul says, endure afflictions. That's part of it as well. And then they literally get up there and say life is going to be a bed of roses when the Bible teaches quite the opposite. You know, that's the other thing. My advice over the years to anybody who wants to be a preacher that I've learned would be now have a thick skin. You know, if you want to preach the truth, if you want to be a false prophet, you know, it doesn't matter. But if you want to tell the truth, you better get used to everyone hating you and rebuking you and doing that because that's just what the world does. That's exactly right, and there's uh, there's so much lack of well you could it it's easy to see because all you have to do is look at the character of the people, all right. By their fruits you shall know them, all right. Amen. By their fruits, I'm always screaming that. I know my folks are sick and tired of hearing me talk about that, <laughs> but it's so true, you know. Yeah, absolutely, it really is because you know a lot of these latter day teachers, if you could call them that, you know. It doesn't take a rocket scientist or even a Bible scholar or theologian to know God's thoughts on homosexuals or miseducators or perverts, pedophiles, people who engage in bestiality. But we're so far out now that people really erect these pastors according to what they want to hear, who do tickle their ears. And it's funny how far removed we are from sound doctrine, because Paul also says that time and time again. We have to go to the Word to be able to know it, because the Word tells us which fruit or which work is good and bad to be able to see it in the other people. But by their fruits, we do know them. Christ said it. It's so simple, because their works always let, tell let, let, let me, let me um, Let's get uh, the, the pure Word of God slant on that. Turn to Galatians 5, brother. Okay. David? Mm-hmm. Start reading about, start off with the works of the flesh. In Galatians 5. Yes. Galatians 5. Okay. Galatians 5, verse 17. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other 
so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are under not uh, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these: adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, and now let's just see the contrast. That was works of the flesh. Let's see the contrast with the works of the Spirit. The fruit, of the, five, the fruit of the Spirit, right. Verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Okay, folks, that you can't get. You see, if you've got the fruits of the Spirit... That will manifest itself on the outside. In other words, the no spirits, they manifest the works above. The spirit on the inside, the regenerated spirit of Titus 3, 5, and 6, manifests itself on the inside through love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such... There is no law. What does those fruits of the Spirit do? They cause you to love your brother as yourself, to love the Lord Jesus Christ, to take care of your brother, to put yourself on the back burner that you should please somebody else instead of yourself. That's the fruits the Lord's talking about when He's talking about the vine in the Gospels. Amen. That's that's the way you tie the Scriptures together, folks. I also noticed that he said, of such there is no law. Meaning, basically, the fruits of the Spirit, love, charity, all those things, you can do it all you want. Over and abundant, there's no law against it, but you cannot violate it. The lust of the flesh, you do it once, you're busted. Yeah, well, he makes it clear in 1 Timothy chapter 1. Go there, Brother David, in 1 Timothy chapter 1. Okay. Where Paul plainly explains it. Okay. Verse 1? Yeah. First Timothy, chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior, and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord as I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Now watch it. Go ahead, brother. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. So do. Now watch it. 
Now, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of good conscience and of faith unfeigned, from which some, having swerved, have turned aside unto vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it close. Go ahead. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. That's the key okay, right, right there. there. Amen. Go ahead, brother. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man. And if you're in Christ, you have put on God's righteousness, and you are righteous. Period. End of story. If you understand the righteousness of God which is Jesus Christ. Continue reading, brother. The law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for the sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind. That's faggots. For men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. Bingo. There you go. You can't you can't beat it with a stick, folks. It, indeed. I mean, I, I'm really amazed, too, as well, because a lot of these men out there who do teach the law, you know, unlike Judeo-Christianity, don't even realize, at least from my estimation in reading the Scripture, that the law itself condemns them. So to me, sometimes when I hear them, like we were talking about earlier, it's hard for me to listen to them because you know they're violating over here on this law, and then they're talking about how pious they are using the law to hide behind. And they don't really have the grace of Christ. They don't know them because, in short, you know, they wouldn't be engaging in the behaviors that they do if they did know God. The Lord said if you offend in one point, you're guilty of all. Okay? Exactly. It's simple. It's, it's, this stuff is simple. Listen, listen, it's like this. This is, this is out of the essence of God manifest in the flesh. He said, not one jot nor tittle shall pass from the law. But that's not all he said. He said, until all be fulfilled. And it was fulfilled. Filled in Jesus Christ, who did not break one jot nor tittle of the law. And if you're in Christ, you're a righteous man. Paul just told you on such, none of that other stuff amounts to a hill of beans. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. And it is funny how, you know, a lot of people do, do come to this truth through the moralistic law. And the, oh, it's good that you don't eat pork, or it's good that you don't sleep with menstruous women. But what about the golden rule where Christ says the whole law is wrapped up right here? I can never see the false prophet truly do that, you know, do unto others as they're supposed to. So it does them no good to not eat pork. I just think it's kind of funny because, you know, Christ even made it simpler. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, it, 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 the whole law is, is wrapped up in two commandments. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, with all thy strength. I don't do it, and you don't do it. Amen.
He said, and love thy neighbor or thy brother as thyself. I don't do it, and neither do you. That's why we've got on the righteousness of God, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because we're all lawbreakers. All sinners. That's true. And have that humility. That's the other part of it, because when I listen to false prophets in my estimation, it's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they really feel in their mind and their heart that they're so special to God. But, you know, the scripture, as I read it, many people are going to say, hey, we did great miracles in your name. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. So you want to hide behind the law, you better keep 100% of it, and none of us can. It's it's impossible. It it, it was only done, like I said. Christ is. (laughs) Turn to Galatians 2. Turn to Galatians 2. He puts it plain. Start reading verse verse, chapter 2, verse 20, Brother David, and read to the end of the chapter. I could quote Galatians, it, but I want you to read it. Yeah. Galatians, Galatians chapter, two, chapter verse 20. 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Bingo. Amen. Amen. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that's, that's really what it is, too, also. I think that separates the wheat from the chaff, too. And you already mentioned it. They do avoid the gospel. Not only that, they'll attack the Pauline epistles. They'll attack Revelation. But they're so steeped in the Old Testament that it's kind of ironic in a lot of ways that they rail against the Jew, and they're no different in that regard, at least. Brother, you, brother you, got, you, hit the, you hit it out of the ballpark with what you just said. I've said it. There are, there's not one bit of difference between, between them and the Jew. Yeah. The way they talk yeah. and the way they act, there is no difference whatsoever. It's like the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, and in some instances, they're even worse. I swear. I mean, I'm not a Jew lover by any means, but they're even worse because some of the things that I hear coming out of supposed white men handling the oracles of God, at least, you know, from the groups I come from, you don't hear on public television. You don't hear that, you know, in the normal circuit. So it's even more profane and and perverse. So it does come down to discernment, and we have no discernment if we're not familiar with the Word of God. That's what is so important about shows like this one. You know, because we're speaking the truth, and it sounds so alien to your average Christian out there. It does take a while. Yep. Absolutely, brother. But it was no different for Christ. You know that as well as I do. That's why they crucified him. He came. He told the truth. They wanted to put him in the ground as well. But he was basically saying the same thing to the Pharisees. You know, you're hiding behind the law, but you are ignoring the fruits and and the, and the Spirit and the Holy Spirit and his, his leading. And that, in a nutshell, in my opinion, is exactly what these false prophets in CI are today, the new Pharisees. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're Corinthian identities, brother. I've, I've, I've done give them a name, okay? <laughs> yeah, I like that, actually. I'm going to use that. <laughs> Corinthian identities. That's all they, That's all it is, brother. It's, you just turn to this and turn to that one. Listen to that garbage coming out of their mouth. It makes me so, like I said, it makes me want to pull my hair out. How could anybody, anybody 
claim to be of Christ and let spew forth from their mouth the stuff that I hear. I don't get it. I yeah. just I never have got it that I never will get it, okay? Turn to Romans chapter ten, brother David, and read verse on okay. verse four. It's and, and there's no exaltation of the one that did all this for us, our kinsman redeemer. I get sick of it, brother Jeremy. There's no exaltation of Jesus Christ. And the Father has turned everything over to the Son. Plainly tells you that He's been given the preeminence in Colossians chapter 1. And there is no exaltation. How could anybody come in wanting to know the truth? If He's not exalted, how could they have the relationship and learn to love Him if He's not being exalted and preached like He should? Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the integral focus. Just like we, I mean, where it should be, because that's the point. If the Jew is the Christ denier, and the, and an antichrist is he who says Christ hasn't come or isn't the Messiah, you know, in a lesser regard, a lot of these men are doing the same exact thing because their focus is off of Christ. It's all back in the in the Mosaic Law, and it's and that's good, and that's there for a reason to study. But we shouldn't study that over the Gospels. That should be common sense. Well, see, uh, and another thing, when whenever. A lot of you guys, what I've noticed over the last six or seven, well, my God, it's been longer than that. It's almost ten years. My goodness, how time flies. But yeah. what I've noticed is um, it, 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 there is just absolutely what y- y'all call Judeo-Christian. I don't know what, like my, my pastor, my Bible professor, my Bible teacher, who just stepped down from the pulpit after 90, he's 93 years old. He stepped wow. down last month, okay? 93 years old, a German, okay? And he, I never will forget one time he was reading an article before Sunday school, and he said, something, he read something about Judeo-Christianity. He said, whatever the hell that is, Judeo-Christianity, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, y'all talk, when y'all talk about Judeo-Christianity, y'all are talking about people like Joel Osteen. You're talking yeah. about people like John Hagee. You're talking about people like Billy Graham has become apostatized, okay? And Billy Graham knows that he's going to be held accountable for so much when he, whenever he gets to the judgment seat of Christ, it's going to be pitiful because Billy Graham was led to the Lord by somebody that thoroughly was grounded and founded in the Anglo Anglo-Israel truth. Did you know that? Oh yeah, Mordecai Ham, Mordecai, Doctor Mordecai Ham, absolutely. And Billy Graham knows that. Yeah, he, he is absolutely he's a nutshell. Yeah, he is the definition of a false prophet because yeah, he, he is would. one that we, at least in my opinion, know knows the truth and knows the scripture and intentionally teaches against it. Well, he he's the he's the perfect definition of apostasy of apostate. Yeah. That means falling away from a standing position. Okay, that's what the word apostasy means. That great falling away that it talks about in Second Thessalonians chapter two. That's what that. That's what it is talking, and that's what's happening everywhere. Like I said, you got Billy Graham, you got this preflo dot that that blue gum that claims to be an evangelist. You got T. D. Jakes, all this junk. All right, John Hagee. What's that guy wrote that book, The Purpose Driven Life? What's his name? Um, um, um. Oh shoot. Uh, how, not Hal Lindsey. No, no, no. Well, he's an, he's he's went by the wayside too. It's yeah, just, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I. I <laughs> Me and a brother was talking about the Joel Osteen. No, Joel Osteen. He's the smiley guy. This guy wrote a purpose-driven life. I can't think of his name. It slips my mind again. Rick Warren. 
Rick Warren. Okay, yeah. Oh, He's yeah. even a member of the of, of the Trilateral Commission. <laughs> and oh, he's Man. this big popular preacher. That's what y'all look at and call Judeo Christianity, brother. Where I come from, and the and the Bible college I went to, brother, it ain't like it wasn't like that. It may be like that today, but from what I hear, it's not. But it may be. I'm not there to verify it with my own eyes and ears. But um, I'm telling you, brother, I couldn't understand what all y'all were talking about. I still don't, unless that's the kind of people you're talking about. Because it ain't that way. It ain't that way where I'm from, brother. Okay, they got the Jerome. But they love the book, all right? Yeah. Now, what, and what, what I see on this side is a bunch of folks that's got the G right, and they despise the book. And yeah. They, and it makes me Try to change it. Yeah, that's true. Hell, a lot of these guys even written their own, as if that makes them any less accountable. Oh, but. oh brother, please don't make the hackle stand up on the back of my neck. <laughs> oh, you should have never went there, brother. Oh, my goodness. Brother David, read Romans 10, folks. Romans 10.4 For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. There you go. That You're in Christ. You are righteous. See, all three. Everybody, oh, all is New Testament, New Testament. Folks, the, from Isaiah 25 to the end of the book, 66 books, God is letting you know that he's going to give you his righteousness. He's going to give you his righteousness. That's the only way he can save you. That's the only way he can redeem you. That's the only way he can buy you back. And guess what? Not a sap-sucking soul I hear out there knows anything about the doctrine of the righteousness of God. It, it's plain. The righteousness of God was given to us in Jesus Christ. He fulfilled every jot and tittle of the law. Period. Everything. He, he, it had to be fulfilled. It was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. It was to prove you're a sinner, you're a sinner, you're a sinner, and that's what it does. It condemns you. We're yeah. in Christ. Once you're in Christ, for we're all baptized by one spirit into one body. Okay, And that body is the body of Christ which is one of the seven mysteries of God that was revealed to only the Apostle Paul, which is plainly tells you, and one of those is the great mystery of the body of Christ. He tells you that plainly in Ephesians chapter 5. Anyway, I didn't mean to get to rambling, brother, but I had to get that stuff out. No, I love it. I love it. That's a, in fact, that's why I enjoyed you know the time we did spend together when we were in Alabama, because when you're around a brother you know in the spirit and a brother who knows the word, it is so rare you know at least for most people and and the emails the people who email me that's one of their biggest things. It's like I don't have fellowship. I feel like I'm alone out here. Part of that is a sign of the times. I believe people have you know they're distracted by the television, so they're not studying the word of God, but. Shows like this kind of shorten that bridge or bridge the gap, if you will, because, you know, we're able to actually have fellowship and learn. And I'm amazed. A lot of times it's always just an idle word or a simple statement, but it's so profound. And that's the word of God. It really does make dumb they who think they are wise and can make wise the simple. Amen. It sure does, brother. And one one of my listeners, he's not with us tonight because he's out camping out, but... 
I got a email. Didn't know who. All of a sudden, popped up in my email box. This in the subject thing. It said fellowship in big letters. So I read the email. It was Brother Peter Rogers from Australia, and we. He had he had found me. He had been to all the apostates. Okay, he had been to all the false teachers, and he had he had wound up listening to one of the programs that I, where I was on with one of the false teachers. All right. You know okay. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Anyway, he he wound up on my program, and here comes this email, and lo and behold, he, he flew all the way from Australia and spent three weeks with me here in Clio. Wow. Yeah, I, I believe it. I have, Yeah, that's the one thing I've, I've noticed as well. I get emails from people, you know, states around willing to drive just to come and have Bible study, you know, in the park. And and it really does go to show the importance. They are the ones who aren't being fed. And when they are fed, you know, they stick with you. That's one thing I've noticed as well. You know, most of, of my listeners have been around 10 years. They've been listening because they're not being fed anywhere else. And, and that's the key. Peter, you know, Christ told Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. So those that are out there feeding the sheep obviously love the flock and love Christ, but the ones out there rebuking, gossiping, slandering, they couldn't know them. You know, even more so, one thing that stands out to me is Christ says, my sheep hear my voice and follow. So the false prophets who saying, don't listen to this man, don't listen to that man, don't trust Jesus Christ enough to know his sheep are going to follow him. Turn to John 10, Brother David. Okay. Let's let's see what Brother Jeremy's talking about. That's in John chapter ten. I think it's around. Start reading around verse. Read verse eleven and twelve. There's a lot of hireling out there, folks. Okay, that's what the Lord's fixing to talk about. I, I think I've got the right verses in my brain. John, I know it's in John ten. John ten. Yeah, you're in the right one. Okay, just start reading at verse one. Read through verse twelve. And y'all folks, listen close to what the Lord says. All right. John chapter ten, verse one. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now, folks, I want to stop. I want to stop, brother David, right there for just one second. He that entereth not by the door. All right. Anybody that knows the book knows who the door is. Okay. Uh, he's gonna tell you anyway if you didn't know. If you if you read the book, you should know that Christ is the door. All right, you didn't get in by your genetics, folks. Even though you're of the seed of Adam and of Abraham, our father, you got in through the kinsman redeemer. You got in through the door. That is, if you're gonna your abode's gonna be the New Jerusalem. That's the only door you can go in. Everybody else that comes in any other way is a thief and a robber. Keep that in mind. Now, like I said, y'all folks that's been with me through the series on Ezekiel and Hebrews, the reconciliations and understanding the earth dwellers against uh, the New Jerusalem dwellers knows what I'm talking about. Continue reading, Brother David. John 10, (laughs) verse 2. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. 
and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. I praise the Father in heaven right now for my listeners. I praise the Lord because I have seen so many of them make that round out there and the testimony that I get over and over and over again. It ain't got nothing to do with Brother Don. It's got to do with the Spirit of God in the book. They say, they say, over, I hear it over and over and over again. I, listen, I went here, I, was, I listened to this, I listened to that, but I ran across this and I, I recognized the Spirit of God. And brother, that's one of the greatest that's one of the greatest compliments and blessings that I've gotten in the last two years, over and over and over again. Okay? Because the spirit bears witness with spirit. All right? You will know the voice. You'll know the, the when the spirit indwells a person, you'll recognize that voice if you're tuned in. It's called discernment. Okay? That's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, is discernment. You know that, Jeremy. I I, I sure yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and it takes discernment, like you said, Second Peter chapter 2, or even Christ saying, beware of false prophets. To be aware of them, you have to use discernment. And I think the false prophet's first thing to try to get you off of your guard is to get you from using your discernment by amusing you. Yeah, of course. Of course, it gets you thinking about anything but what's important, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's Christ, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you never really do hear Christ. That's one of the saddest things about CI, it is, I believe, too, you know, is, is speaking from experience, is, is how the emphasis isn't really on Christ. I mean, other than we acknowledge his deity, we know he's Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh, you know, for the most part. It's so steeped on the law that they do ignore Christ and what we've been discussing tonight, how he summed it all up. He fulfilled it. He did all of those things for us so we wouldn't have to do it. Like Scripture says, to not argue about genealogies and the law. And NCI, sadly, we are always oh, arguing. No, don't don't put – hey, brother, whoa, 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 don't, don't – hey, your feet, my, your feet don't fit. Don't put we in there, okay? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I don't – no, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't put we in there, and you don't really mean that yourself, I know. <laughs> you don't want to be that bunch, brother. I don't even no, consider I you. I don't consider you that bunch at all. Okay. <laughs> it's funny though when they do that. They say, "Oh, yeah, you know, Pastor Visser, you know, he's Cherokee, he's Melungeon, he's Negro, he's he's Latino." Well, I'm. I got the news. First thing I, I, I got say news. Is, Buddy, if you're white, okay. Well, I'm going to tell you something. But... I'm going to make this statement, and 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 bro, I told Brother Kevin, my chat room and moderator, I told him this the other day about you, and I'm going to say it for all the downloaders and the people in the chat room to hear. Of all the people, and I and I'm not one to 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 try to butt kiss anybody. All right, but I told I told Brother Kevin the other day of everybody that I've heard, been around, dealt with, communicated with, of all the ones that claim to be teachers or preachers, Jeremy Visser is the only one that I've met yet out there with any kind of program that I thought was actually called to preach. Now, Jeremy, that's exactly what I said. If you don't believe me, ask Brother Kevin. I appreciate it, Brother X. I'm humbled. I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, I, I've been knowing that. I told you that the first time you and I ever met on the telephone. I heard you with that heathen, okay? 
and oh, I yeah. and I picked up on you then. And that brother, that's the spirit bearing witness. That's what it is. Yeah. But it was through the book. Christ said in John six sixty three, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit. They are life. Anyway. You know, no, that's a really valid point, too, as well, because I remember doing that show, and it was several years later. I went through a lot of trials myself and had to go to, like, Washington State and come back. And I think it was around 2011 or 2012 we did another show, and I was actually shocked that you kind of remembered me, to be honest with you, because, you know, that's just kind of how things go. But that spirit, you know, it was always there, and ever since then, I think we've always had a pretty good relationship because of that, because we both, you know, try to stay in the spirit. You know, no, brother, I, the spirit's in you, and it ain't going nowhere. You're sealed to the day of redemption, number one. And number two, the reason is, brother, is I, I'm, let's just put it this way. I've been down the road a few times, all right? And not only, I, I can tell when somebody is still teachable and still, got a pliable heart for the Spirit of God to show them something. If I didn't think you did, you wouldn't be on the program tonight, brother. And, I, and I'm not saying that, to, like I said, to try to put no laurels on your head. I'm just telling you the truth, okay? No, completely. I see. That's that's a good point. It's a good way of putting it, yeah. Why would I be? Why, I'm not going, anyway. <laughs> why, why, why waste the time, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's why I can't stand listening to them, but they always listen to, to us. Oh, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I know they do. That's a that's a verifiable fact right there, okay? Yeah. Brother David, where have I got you still in John 10? Go ahead and keep, yeah. go ahead and keep on reading. Verse 6. This parable spake Jesus unto them. But they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep. And fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The Amen. hireling fleeth. The hireling fleeth. And you you talking about, that's what the false prophets, they're a bunch of hirelings in Judeo-Christianity, brother. The wolves come in and strip off, and strip off, and strip off, and they run and hide, okay? This bunch of panty-waist mama called daddy sent, um... I, I, oh, I'm, I'm going I'm to get in the flesh, but I don't slow down. They make me sick. And you said it best on your program when you said those people go in there and they don't get fed nothing. It's like eating a bunch of rocks and that. They go out searching, all right? And then the wolves come along and then snatch them up, all right? That's what happens because there's wolves outside 
of the hirelings, all right? You get my drift? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I also like the use of the word scattering because it ties right back to the Old Testament. Woe unto the false prophet who scatter my flock, or Yahweh who hates them who sow discord, because discord scatters the flock. That's truly, I mean, one of the signs of the false prophet as well. And I think, you know, if we were using our discernment, we would be able to spot them clear as day. But some people, you know, they're not in the spirit, and they do get misled. And it actually saddens me to see it. But I have noticed as well over time, and I'm sure you know this as well, if you do and you tend to your business, which is the father's business, eventually they'll come over. You know, it doesn't last long. The false prophet will turn on them too. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. And that dis- that that discernment is so important, brother. But listen, I'm going to tell you something. And I'm, I'm this. I just got through quoting John six sixty three while ago. The words of this book are they have they are spiritually backed, and that's the that's the yardstick I have always used against false prophets, false teachers, false brethren, is that book, because. I learned a long, long time ago, and I praise my Father in heaven that this was instilled into me 42 years ago, that if I knew the book, there wasn't nobody going to shoot me a line of crap, all right? You got these people that don't know the book, and they got all these people sucking in what they're selling, and what they're selling is pure, unadulterated, Poison, okay? Yeah. I like how Peter even says, leads away silly women laden with sin. Peter didn't say that. We're fixing to go Paul. with Paul, and we're going there right now. Okay. First, First Timothy chapter 3. Okay. This is what this is the kind of people we've got to, and I don't, folks, listen, I don't mean, I don't mean you guys in the chat room, and I don't know about the downloaders, because you won't, there's so many of them, you won't make yourself known sometimes. But this is the kind of deal that pastors, the kind of people that pastor has to deal with. We're fixing to read about it. All right. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verse 1? Yes. This is a true saying. No, 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 no. I'll give you the wrong reference. 2 Timothy chapter 3 where it says, Know this, in the last days perilous times shall come. Oh, 2 Timothy chapter 3? 2 Timothy 3, yeah. Second Timothy, okay. if I could quote it, but I want you to read it. Go ahead. Okay. Second Timothy chapter three, verse one. Yeah. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now I want you folks to pay attention. Because hey, hey, now listen, you could be some of these too if you not if you don't stay in this book and stay on your knees. What I've been screaming about for two years now. Go ahead, read, brother. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers. False accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, 
heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Bingo. 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 That's the... You see, the first part of the list is the way people are in these end times. you, You get some faithful... Faithful people that really love the Lord and love the book, they want to get rid of all that stuff out of their life. They want to get rid of the covetousness. They want to get that get rid of that loving of their own self. That's totally contradictory to New Covenant doctrine. You're supposed to reckon yourself dead. You're supposed to be crucified with Christ. There, I, mean, I can go. I'm not going to start preaching anyway. Turn to First Timothy chapter four and let's read one more reference. About in the okay. last days. First Timothy chapter four. Yes. Okay. Verse Please one first. through six. Okay. Now, the Spirit it speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. You see, those seducing spirits and doctrines of that doctrines of devils, those devils and spirits inhabit the people, folks. Remember what I taught you out of the book of Jude? When we went through that, they inhabit the people that do this, that that get away. It's doctrines of devils going around everywhere. Oh, I could just start naming off this doctrine, that doctrine, all this junk that don't hold water when it's put to the test. And the test is the rule book and where a foot is a foot. They come in here with 13 inches trying to convince me that it's a foot. I laugh in their face. No, I've got a ruler. I know what 12 inches is. <laughs> Jeremy, yeah, I know exactly. what 12 inches is. Oh, no, you've got the wrong ruler. See, my ruler says that, tw- that 12 inches is actually 13 and a quarter inches. See, that's a foot. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got the 12 inches right here. It's been a ruler for over 400 years. And everybody's built their houses with this ruler. I'm going to stick with this ruler. Oh, no, you've got the wrong ruler. So you're out antiquated and outdated. See, in the original rulership, it says this. See, brother, that's, yeah. that's the way it is. That's doctrines of devils, okay? And it causes what's coming up. Go ahead, brother David. Keep on reading. Verse 2. Speaking lies and hypocrisy... Having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Bingo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beyond any shadow of a doubt. And if you think that that, 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 that's not true, you think that's just trying to rest something, rest the scriptures, you've got two more chapters on on practically the same things, okay? Colossians chapter 2. Last part of the chapter, and Romans chapter 14. 
dealing with the same subject matter. And you got so many faults. You got every, Jeremy. Everybody wants to. They want to get. They want to. Well, I've got this right, huh? And they want to be proud. They want to be different. You have you noticed that? They yeah. Want to, oh yeah. They all want to have their own little shtick. That's true. And they all uh, they all think they're 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 smarter than God. And it's just like you said. You know, you can't master that book. To me, it's amazing because. Yeah, I mean, they, they think they can. It's like like you just read where it was talking about ever ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. That's exactly what the false prophet's going to do. Scatter you, A, confuse you, B, C, so discord. But uh, you can't master the book, and that is the litmus test. That is the ruler, and that's exactly what each and every one of us should be going by before any man. Because the men come in, and sometimes they, they're right. Oh, this word doesn't mean that, or this word doesn't mean that. But when they go out and make a religion out of it, that's where the problems arise, because they, they're cults. They're no different than you know the Catholics they rail against. They're, they're, that's exactly the truth, brother. That's exactly the truth. Like I said... I got my ruler. I'm sticking to it. Everything yeah. you come, you come yeah. through, you come through this place. We go. We got a ruler, okay? And we're 12 inches is a foot. And if you're if if you come in and try to tell me a foot's any different than 12 inches, adios, amigos. Yeah, yeah. Common sense should tell you that book's been around longer than any man living today, for sure. So you'd be a fool to listen to a man over the word, you know, as it is. But people do, and it is pretty sad because it does go under the guise of you know scholarship, or it goes under the guise of histories. This and 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 you the way it's saying oh, yeah. ninety nine percent truth and that one percent lie, you know. You, you just hit on a wonderful truth, brother David. Go to First Corinthians chapter one. You hit. Okay. You said scholarship. Oh, I heard somebody the other day. I'm not going to call no name. Well, to be a scholar, I'm going to give you the scholarly look at this this verse. The errors to the Greek. I'll, I'll, I'm on puke right now thinking about it, okay? I mean, <laughs> I, I, had, I, I had three years scholar. of Greek and two years of Hebrew, and I wouldn't... You ain't never heard Brother Don talk like that, okay? Uh, I wouldn't even call myself a scholar. You'd have to have pretty high hubris to say that, you know? Oh, the word smarter that. than I am, that's for sure. Oh, but. my goodness. No, the Holy <laughs> Spirit's a lot smarter because the Holy Spirit's the one that does the teaching, okay? That's Amen. what The Lord plainly tells you that in John chapter... Uh, 16 and John chapter 14. Uh, go down to verse um, where Paul says, uh, let me see. He said, for you know, brethren, you see, brethren. Okay, verse 26, I think it is. Yes. Go ahead. 1 Corinthians 1, verse, verse 26. 26. Yep. For ye see your calling. Brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things that are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not. To bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Bingo. That no flesh should glory in his presence. So to hell with scholarship. Yeah, you know, ever 
professing themselves wise, they they become fools truly. Because Romans one wise. of the other parts of that I've noticed is they're all on both sides of the token in Judeo Christianity and CI. Is they're all bucking to be number one, and they forget that Christ said, "He they who are you know first shall be last." Right me, if they want to be number one, take the heat off of me. They praise the Lord for that, brother. They know why. I'm at the end of the pack and know it. I ain't, ain't no one to me. Uh-uh. Let's find out who number one is, and we'll go Amen. ahead and close for tonight, okay? Um, Colossians chapter one, let's find out who, who number one is according to the Father, okay? Certainly. Start reading at verse one, brother. Okay. It's all fantastic. Colossians chapter one verse one. I mean, Paul before before you, before you start reading, let me let me um, give kudos to to my Bible teacher. He okay. somebody asked him one time, and uh, I think it was I forget what class we were in, but they said, Doc, if you had only one book out of the out of the sixty six books of the Bible, if you only had one book to carry with you. And you're going to be, you're going to get stranded somewhere, and there's going to be people there that you needed to deal with, and you only had one book, and and which book would that be? And it was the book of Colossians. I'll never forget that. Many many years ago, I understand why now. After all these years of study, I understand why it answers so many questions. And folks, I'm, I'm going to just tell you, downloaders, and and you, uh, some of you people out there. When you hear me screaming about it, if you don't spend it, it don't listen. It don't just come flying out of space and get into your ear and go down into your heart. All right, it don't happen that way. It takes blood, sweat, and tears. Speaking idiomatically, okay, you have to labor. You have to love it to want it. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. You have to love it. To want it. But Colossians is fantastic. Go ahead, brother. Start reading. Paul, and an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit, as it doth also in you, since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth, as ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, 
strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him all things created that are in the heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Bingo! He might have the preeminence. This is the preeminent one. By him everything was created that was created. So that shoots down all the ones out there trying to tell you that somebody else created other folks. Good point. You see, Good point. Folks, they give listen. the devil more power than he has, for yeah, sure. Brother, that's, let me tell you, I said it the other night on the program. I, I think it was Friday night. These people that are trying to teach that, they, that all the other races were created by somebody else, they might, I, I said that this, and I meant every word of it. They I might ought to just go and serve that God, okay? That they're saying created all this other people. There is nowhere in the Scripture, there's no place in the Scripture in the Word of Truth that shows that Satan has creative powers. He cannot make something out of nothing. He can only defile kill, destroy, manipulate, deceive, and do that with what God, the Lord Jesus Christ, has already made. Amen. Right there. And he just read it where it was saying, by him, Jesus Christ, were all things created. Amen, brother. One little sentence with the period should be enough. But, yeah, exactly. It's a good point because I've wrestled with that one, not, you know, why people follow that one because it, it, in my opinion, is Judaism, and it's given the devil more power than God, who obviously, yeah, you know, Amen, created brother. all things for his own pleasure. Who obviously gave the trees and the two decisions, and brother, you know, listen, will be it's all listen. It's just his play. That's the reason you've got two accounts of creation in the Book of Genesis. That's why there's two accounts because he first made the races in the first chapter and a half, and then he said, Adam, here. That's Anybody that can see it, yeah. that is stupid. Yeah, exactly. That's how I always understood it. You know, two different, you know, two different creations and the wording's different. You know, it's pretty simple in that regard. But, they, yeah, they come along. I've even heard them go and say that, you know, the sons of God being the angels who are obviously white, right, but somehow or another, when they fell, they bred the Nephilim and the Nephilim, and the Nephilim are non-white. 
I'm like, well, the daughters of Adam were white and angels were white. How does that happen? That's as dumb as Noah breeding five different races' kids. It's, you know, it's just oh, oh, I'm getting so sick at my stomach even thinking about people that try to take and people buy it, brother. They they yeah. they suck that stuff up like like it's Kool Aid through a straw. Yeah, yeah, they really do, and it's weird too because with all the posturing and everything else, you know, it's almost like they want to outdo each other. You know, I'm more racist than this guy. I'm, you know, I'm more more loyal to the law than this, and that's even sadder <laughs> to me because I'll listen to it. It's like it's, they're a bunch of posers, you know. <laughs> but, oh, but you know, be that as it may, you know, we teach the truth, and and you know, God's people aren't fooled. That's the thing. Is I over the years, I've learned to kind of accept them as a self-correcting flaw. The devil's prophets have to to exist. His ministers have to exist to call the weak. Well, brother, it, it, it's called it's the love of the truth. If you want to just boil it down to brass tacks, it's called the love of the truth because it, it, it's it, it's it's like I, I teach and I, and I've showed everybody our our free will is only used for as far as our love for the Lord. That's where our free will comes in. Okay. We were chosen, we were, we, we, listen, everything was took care of before the foundation of the world. That's, that's, that's the pre-existent part. That part right there, we're the elect. That means picked out, chosen of God, period. Nobody can lay anything to the charge of God's elect, all right? That, there's a total difference between the elect of God and the other bunch, just like there's a difference between Adam and Genesis 1, one but the first chapter and a half of Genesis, the first creation. There's all through the Old Testament. You've got us coming out of Israel, I mean coming out of Egypt, and you've got mixed race, mixed folks coming along with us. Anybody reads Exodus 12, you couldn't deny it with a denying machine. you got proselytes all through the Old Testament that adhere on, and they'll run and try to make them every one out of my That's just the absolute against every bit of written history that's written. And they'll twist it and try to make it. It just wasn't that way. It's even in stone. You can go see it in stone. And they'll still try to deny it. Yeah. Anyway. In fact, a lot of these guys, you know, they're no different than the black Hebrews in that regard. Because the black Hebrews, you listen to them, they'll talk about, oh, Abraham Lincoln was a Negro. (laughs) And Beethoven was a Negro. They literally believe that. And, and, and. You know, to make a long story short, it sounds just as ridiculous when they try to prove some of these people who we know scripturally aren't, Yeah. you know, but through semantics and word studies and a lot of twisting. And it's like, you know, a lot of it's meant to be taken right just with faith on face value. I know that's hard for people in CI to believe, but that's got to come first before you'll ever understand the deeper meaning. Brother, there has to be a seed planted for it to grow, okay? There's got, like Paul says... If the hey, if you're not if the spirit of God doesn't dwell in you, you're none of His. Period. That's what it says Amen. in Romans chapter eight. Okay, and if the spirit's not there, you, there you have no spiritual understanding. You're a natural man, like it says in First Corinthians chapter two, and the natural man it, it cannot understand spiritual things. It's foolishness to him. Period. Yeah, that's it's like it. reading someone else's mail. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's like a blind man trying to give a discourse on color. Okay. That's what they are. They're about, it's like blind men trying to tell tell somebody with twenty twenty sight 
what the color blue looks like, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's or what's like going your on. Or your analogy with the, the ruler. Yeah, that's, that's really that's good. A, that's yeah, exactly right. 12 inches. Yep, that's it, brother. And, and, and like I, the point I was trying to make was out of Egypt, here we come out of Egypt, the Lord says, okay, you that went out under the other gods, if you want to come in and serve us, you'd be a proselyte. So all through the law, all you got to do is just read it. It's right there for anybody to see. You'd be a proselyte, but still, our people's not supposed to marry them people. It's forbidden. It ain't supposed to happen. Okay? That's plain as day. Old Testament and New Testament. Acts chapter 17. God set forth the bounds of the habitation of all the nations. Period. He said it. Man's the one that goes over the boundaries, not God. Yeah. All right? Yeah. God's got the law set, kind after kind. Anyway, all through the Old Testament, proselyte situation started out with two crea- the two creation stories. Adam in one place, the other races in one. And guess what? He says in about that bunch, when God created mankind, it says, and man saw it was very good. And then he created Adam to take dominion over it. All right? He had to put a ruler down. That's us. Okay. You go through the, the rest of the scripture. Then you get all the way up in the New Testament, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And brother, let me tell you something. They can go to the Greek till they choke and go to the bathroom on it, okay? But you can't get around John 3.16. That's why they hate to hear it quoted, okay? Anyway. You have the bride. You have the kinsman redeemer. You have the bride of Christ. Paul makes it plain in his epistles. The bride. Jesus makes it plain in the Gospels. Matthew 25. He talks about it in the Gospels, about the bride, the bridegroom, the bride, the bridegroom. Then you've got the friends of the bridegroom. The bride is elect Israelites. Anything else that gets in under the blood of John 3.16 is, is, is a type of the proselyte situation from the Old Testament and not part of the elect Israel bride of the Lord. Period. That's the way it is. No different than the Old Testament. It just changed meanings in the new. Yeah, like almost everything. That's really the thing. It's like, you know, Christ out there in Judeo-Christianity, for the most I use that term loosely, but... They really believe Christ came to, to, like, bring a new way, you know, to do away with all these other things, and it wasn't. Well, he did. Oh, yes, he did. No, 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 Jeremy. Don't, 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 don't fall for that. Uh, please, don't, don't fall. He did bring a new way, but he didn't change the way of salvation per se. It, the framework is the same. You don't throw every Tom, Dick, and Harry into the first creation, into the first part of creation. It don't work. Adam's different. That's what's caused. That's what opened people's eyes to start with. Is they saw two accounts of creation. Well, and when you get into the new covenant, you don't throw everybody into one ball there either. That's what the the quote unquote Judeo Christians try to do. They try to put everybody into. Uh, that's not true because anybody that studies a word study on the elect knows that any time the word elect used, it's always in the context with Israelites. Always. There's not an exception. So yeah. that has to mean that the ones that are not elect are the other races, brother. <laughs> yeah, you see, I don't simple. get it. You know, I don't <laughs> get it, brother. It's because they don't know the book. That's the problem, all right? That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost as if, you know, 
many of them have studied themselves retarded. I love that analogy because, you know, you can do that. If you don't have the spirit and you just try to study it out like a math book or a textbook, <laughs> yeah. you'll literally re- like study yourself retarded and come full circle back to where you were at the beginning. Amen, brother. Amen. Is there any questions in the chat room from anybody? We've been on here almost three hours. No, not at the moment. No questions in the chat room. Well, Brother Jeremy, listen, I wanted to to say this, too, while we're on air, and people will be hearing this. We have got to find us a place to where we can send the word out and we can all meet and have a place of fellowship at made like like Pastor uh, Pete Peters used to do in Branson, Missouri. We yeah, need to I find agree. us a place to where we can we can send out the word and we can you know we can strain out the gnats you know and anyway to where we can have a place that we can meet in fellowship. That yeah. needs to happen. I agree. I completely agree. In fact, we've been discussing that a lot this last year. So yeah, I'd love to work with you on that. Okay. Well, I, I will, whenever I, I'll let you know before too long. When I want you and your family to come down, you know, and spend a weekend with me. I, I'd love that. Okay. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I'll, I'll get with you and let you know. I'll send you an email if you'll check your email. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit more on top of things now. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll send I try you, to be anyway. Okay. I'll send you an email and, and let you know when it, everything will be copacetic to come. I'm I'm having I'm going going through some stuff right now. And there's some things going on, which I'm not sure when to be the proper time. It'll be for too long. It'll be within the next month, okay? Okay, definitely. Lord willing. But um, there's no questions in the chat room, then we'll cut this marathon off. I've enjoyed it, brother, very much. Definitely, me too. I definitely needed it. I needed the fellowship. I'm glad, I'm glad too, because only about a couple minutes late there. So, no, it's no problem, bro. Like I said, it gave me time to go back over some stuff. I had some addendums I wanted to make to last night's uh, teaching in Mark chapter 13, and gave me plenty of time to do it. So it was all wonderful, no problem whatsoever. Definitely, at any time, brother. Definitely. Okay. I appreciate it very much, bro. You still got my telephone number, don't you? Yes, I do have it written down. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good deal. Then if it's the a, same number, yeah. It ain't changed a bit, brother. Okay, great. <laughs> it hasn't changed a bit. Well, now, I'll just, uh, yes. We got a prayer request again from Guest 4, and I think they're the same person that had asked before, said that uh, they had another prayer request, if you don't mind. The lady mm-hmm. with cancer at my sister's job passed away, but found out today an aunt I haven't been in contact with is loaded with cancer and expected to pass. Would appreciate prayers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I promise you. I promise you to be prayed for. Do you have the name? The first, Just the first name. You don't have to give the whole name. What's the first name? I'll give them a chance to write it down. Right. Be sure and slap Tubby upside the head for me, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, I'm, I'm proud of him, you know. I'm actually pretty proud of him. He's come a long way. He's focus-driven because a lot of times I wonder which one of my boys is going to carry the mantle, if any of them, and I'm starting to think he he's he might be the one. Yeah, I understand. I really do. I love him, man. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy him so much. I, I never cease to pray for him and, and ain't going to stop. Excellent, excellent. I can't thank you enough for that. And 
And and that in fact that was something I was going to thank you for is your continued prayers and everything over the last year because I know it's made a world of difference with everything with sickness and and health and and ups ups and downs it's it's prayer is more powerful than any doctor or any cop or any lawyer or any judge so Brother, you, you know. you're preaching to the choir. You don't have to tell me. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know, know you've fact. lived it. Uh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dave that, pers- that person's aunt's name is Marge. Marge? Okay. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yes, and I promise you she will be prayed for. I'm going to go ahead and dismiss this in a word of prayer right now, and I'll pray for her as I'm praying. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful time of fellowship we've had tonight, Father, around your precious book. Father, we love you so much, Lord. We don't, but we don't love you enough. I pray that you'd increase our love for you, Lord. Increase our love for your book because yes. it's all we've got to go by right now, Father. That in the Spirit of God, which is our teacher. We're just the vessels, Father. Nothing special about us. Our calling's just different than the ones that listen. And um, if, the, if the Spirit of God doesn't do the teaching through the Word of God, then it's not going to get taught. But anyway, Father, I pray for each one that's in the chat room tonight, the ones that's set through this, this long uh, teaching we've had tonight. Father, I pray that you'd bless them. You'd answer their prayers. I pray for Margie, Father, that said that's got the cancer. I pray that you would heal her with your divine yeah. hand, Father. God, if that is in the cards, if that's your will, Father, I pray that you'd give a miraculous healing to Marge, Father, and I pray that if it is not in your will, that you would give her supernatural mercy and grace to go through it. Be real to her. Let her know know that you're on the other side of the door with a smile waiting for her when she does come through, if that's your will, Father. Either way, Father, we want you to get all the honor and glory for that. Probably, Father, I pray for Brother Jeremy's family, all the kids. You watch over them, take care of them, take care of Brother Jeremy, Father. Continue to give him grace and knowledge and spiritual understanding in the book. I pray for everybody in the chat room, Father, that they had learned to, they'd, they'd learned to desire your book more and more, to memorize the scripture, hide it in their heart that they may not sin against you, like it says in Psalms 119.11, Father. And anything that you do, Lord, any glory you get out of this, you deserve every bit of it, Father. We want you to get all the glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, and for Jesus' sake alone, amen. And amen. amen. God bless each and every amen. one of y'all, and I appreciate you being there and putting up with us tonight. Brother David, you did an excellent job reading, brother. I appreciate it very much, and we'll see you Friday night. Good night. Good night, brother. Good night, brother Jeremy. And give me a call, brother, and I'll be in contact with you about when to come over, okay? Definitely. Thank we'll, you, brother. We'll I love you, brother. You take care, okay? Tell the family love you hello. Too, y'all God bless we'll you guys. Do. Good night. Y'all love
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.